Kings and Queens, man. Y'all already know how we coming, man. It's your boy, Ja Pat. Family is your boy, B. Mr. Love is Love. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Say. And, and this, this is, is a Still Shop and Still podcast. Yeah, man. We just three brothers from Brooklyn, New York, man. Yeah, we from the towns. And we just build this platform from learning from each other, building from each other, and being a better self today than yesterday. Hold on, no King. You got to get him the spin, though. Nah, I got you, big bro. So I'm sure people heard of... Iron Shop is Iron or Still Shop and Still. Our main goal at Still Shop is Still is just to define the phrase a little bit more and just to expound on black excellence and black victory on all horizons. Make sure y'all rate, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit that like button. Still Shop and Still is not only a podcast, it's a lifestyle. Kings and Queens, welcome back. This is your boy, Jai Pat, and we are here at the Still Shop and Still show, season four, a place where black excellence meet black mediocrity. Family, you know the vibe. This is your boy, Mr. Love is Love. Mr. If Love you Love. didn't do it already, please hit that subscribe button. You know, whatever you take from us, you learn and you grow with it. And whatever we take from you, you learn and we grow with it as well. Like, comment, and share, guys. Make sure y'all like, rate, comment, share on all of our episodes. Hit Season that one, button. Hit two, the button. three, and four. Absolutely. Before we go further, moment of <laughs> applauding this. To the beautiful queen herself, her name is Shawnee. We we met her through another person that we do uh, community service with. But before we start, you tell the community who you are. Absolutely. Wow. Oh my God. Thank you, brothers, for having me. Of course. I'm so Thank you. so grateful for an opportunity to speak with both of you and to just spread the message about how we can heal as a community. I right. think it's so um, honorable and so powerful that y'all do this work right. and that you engage in these conversations that are generative and will last a lifetime. Like 10 years from now, people will be able to watch this episode and the many others that you do and actually get gems so they can continue to live. Thank so you, this is you. timeless. Well, we want to just say, first off, because normally we start off the podcast, like after we ask people like who they are, mm -hmm. we do mental check-ins, right? Yeah. So... I'm gonna ask everybody how how are they mentally? Like how are you guys mentally? Where you guys at in the moment? Like what's been present to everyone here? Yeah, I could start off. Okay. I'm gonna start off. Um, where I'm at mentally, one to ten, I could say eight. Um, I appreciate um you, Shawnee, so much for just teaching me how to like pause. Mm -hmm. You know, recently I had a little I caught a ticket. We live in yeah. New York City. I caught a ticket on Friday. Right. I called my brother, beloved brother, I say, Oh bro, I'm just so heated. Mm. But I was just telling somebody recently, it's not really more so it's, it's, it's the power of the way you respond. Indeed. You know what I'm Indeed. saying? It's now it, how you respond to everything is how you respond to everything. So I just want to say thank you for showing me how to pause. Right, right. And, you know, giving a fool to y'all. Yes. Talk yes. to me, Shona, how you feeling, how you mental? Um, 10, 1 to 10. I feel mm. like they're 8 right now. Um, Part of the reason why I'm not a 10 is because I'm tired. Like, I've been working a lot in the last two weeks doing anti-racist work, which is heavy work. It's right. a heavy lift with diverse communities right. and so mixed groups of folks that identify as white and those who identify as people of color or black indigenous people of color. And then I also did a retreat with a, um, a team of from a community-based organization. Right. And they're just trying to figure out what they're gonna do next, like strategic planning. But right. still, we all went through two years of trauma. So even though you're powerful and master at the work you do, 
with that and the compounded experience of COVID and all of the shifts and changes, right. like people can't just start planning. You got to unpack that trauma because, right. mm -hmm. you know, I love that we're going to talk about that today and the impact. And then um, just going, 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 going. And I'm empathic. So I absorb what I do, not just talk about it in intellectually, but it's in my heart, it's in my gut, right. it's in my solar plexus. So I needed to release that. And I right. didn't do all the stuff that I needed to get those conversations up out of me. And so now I'm feeling a little bit uh, fatigued from that. But after this, I'm gonna rest myself so that I can be back on track. And that's amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm just happy for the fact that you're being um the eventful and impactful woman that you are. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you're, you're always doing what you need to do. You're always on the go, just making it happen. And I love the fact that you always just so persistent, you know? Yes. And also, I, I I love the fact that you're aware of your mental and physical fatigue. Because yeah. a lot of people they could they could run headless yes you know yeah. and we're not we're, we're not in the game of doing that we're in the game of self-care mm. you know so I'm, I'm so happy that you you, you said all of that yeah you no know, absolutely but how's it mental yeah me personally mental love is love you know i'm okay but no on the real everything is everything is another day another beautiful day and we have a beautiful queen that's here that's gonna spark the, the community so i'm just happy that I'm in this space, you know? and and that's what today's topic is going to be about: creating a, a safe black space right. for 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 people of African descent, for you know the black population to heal. Um, I definitely want to start off with so all that thought. I feel like we kind of cut showing you off a little bit too early. Oh, you want to know what I do? Introduce I yourself. Yeah. Introduce yourself. So you know, introductions are a funny thing for me because I'm like, yeah, I could tell you all this stuff, but I'd rather show you mm. like who I am. Like when people applaud, I think I said it when we first met. Right. I'm like, before you clap, like right. hear what I have to say, and then you can clap if you feel it after. But <laughs> I'll tell y'all what the world expects. She knows she do work. She knows no. she do work. <laughs> So I have 30 years of experience in social services. I'm a licensed um, clinician. I'm a psychotherapist by training and by trade. Um, I have a business called Spirit of a Woman, which I've had for 20 years. It's 20 years old this year by July 4th, in fact. Uh, Co-created it with my former business partner on um, Independence Day um, in 2002. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Like yeah. sitting at a kitchen table, burning the hell up because we didn't have no air conditioning and yeah. just generating. Mm. Um, and the company is called Spirit of a Woman or the acronym is SO. So we sow seeds into the lives of mm. individuals, groups. Um, you know, I do couples work. Um, community work, organizational work, like I was talking about earlier, so that institutions can be anti-racist and be grounded in, in services that they deliver, especially to folks who look like us, because right. um, that can go left, you know, when people are just operating from what they read in the book, as opposed to like really connecting with the community and asking for permission of yeah, the community, right. which people mm -hmm. miss all the time. They always making up what we need. Even black folks do that. It's like oh, I think these young people need. I'm like, did you ask the right. young people? Right. You know, so that, I'm a mother of three, um, one child who was deceased um, two years ago, she passed away, her name was Shimani, and we'll talk more about that because we're talking about trauma, absolutely, right? Absolutely. And then I have two um, living children, my daughter Jasmine, who's 32, and my son, who's 17, he'll be- 32, girl? Yeah, my daughter Shimani would have been 33, so oh. yeah, had him when I was like, we, we, we. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of things oh, that they took from you is, 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 um undeniable yeah they i can only imagine they appreciate you for who you are 
they appreciate me, but I'm also very, very triggering because I'm always bringing up shit. So yeah, you, like, <laughs> please, yeah, you, yeah. right? What, like, what can we expect? You know, we human. Yeah, they're like, why we always got to talk about this? Right, right, right. This is our session. Why, why, why? Practice what you preach. Right, right. I, I can only imagine that comes up a lot. I can only imagine. I'm sure y'all do it with your parents. All the time, all the time. But listen, it drives me crazy, but I understand. Like, I did it to mine, they doing it to me. Right. But yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, we want to say we applaud you. And mm -hmm. I, I definitely want to start off, because we're talking about healing, right? Mm -hmm. And you said self-care, right? I want to stay on that point. I noticed that when you do the work of self-care for yourself, mm -hmm. that those challenges that you create for yourself, mm -hmm. that discipline is the true self-love okay. because you're actually pouring into yourself because at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, you thinking about yourself by yourself, right? And those challenges not only um, help you get better, but help you get further. It gets yeah. you further. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. to that point, right? To that person that don't know how to heal mm -hmm. and don't know how to correctly discipline themselves, do you think that they don't really truly love themselves? Because mm -hmm. true, I'm just asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like. That. I, like yeah, 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 um, yeah. I don't have a judgment around um, how people negotiate their pain and their trauma and their upsets or imbalances in their lives because I was given grace and mercy to actually land in a space where I could be open enough to explore. For many years, I thought that because I talked about my experience of trauma that I was dealing with my trauma. Right. Like I would lay out all the details, like this is what happened, they touched me here, they slapped me there, they cursed me out, whatever it was. And because I told the story, I'm like, of course I'm dealing, but I wasn't dealing with the emotional yeah. content of the story. So yeah. I remember when I got confronted by my former business partner and a few of my friends, they were like, you tell, but you don't feel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I'm real when a few of them told me I'm like if too many people tell you something you need to listen you need to if they call it a horse put a saddle on it ride it because that's what it is so I was just like wow I really don't deal with my emotions like I'm a masterful storyteller I'm an actor so I knew how to put the pieces together and sound like real real good but I wasn't going internal with the stories and stuff and really processing the lived experience of my trauma so mm -hmm. once I got present to that I started to do more work around it so no judgment on my part wherever you are your journey you are on your journey there's literally on the continuum people who have trauma experiences and they don't even ever address them and they go to their graves like that respect don't no judgment and there are people who are like every day about the business of talking about it like what did i experience today what do i need to release and then everybody in between i don't know how y'all categorize yourselves right. like which where do you fall on the continuum i feel like for me it's um huh. All right, so there are people who go to their graves and they never address their trauma. They never talk about what has happened to them, um, what the experience of it is. They don't emote. And then there are people who every single day, it's like, this happened to me today. Like you said, you got the ticket. Perfect. You know, Perfect. and so, so they're able to like, process and then there's the people in between. So mm -hmm. with that being said, you know, I got to bring it back to season. Okay. We, had a, we, we had it for the virtual series. So for oh, the virtual okay. series, mm -hmm. for you to um, just, how can I say it? Diagnose me <laughs> over. She diagnosed me, family, <laughs> respectfully though, over camera. 
You know, because he was even like this. He wasn't. She died. I don't know how she caught it, but she caught it. Right, and it right. was amazing because I had to hear it. Right. You know? And she helped me understand that um, I tend to avoid things, you know? And she helped me understand that embracing it is the only way that I could really get better. You know, so I, I appreciate you for, for, yeah. for bringing that up for me doing the virtual session that we had. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the moment. She, no, it was a great conversation. You also even diagnosed the relationship that me and John oh, had. God, yeah. I remember that song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you helped me understand that I, I, I tend to, not even just me, not even just you telling me that, but of course I shared a little things. Mm -hmm. But from what you got, you understood got where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And you helped me understand, like, no address it you know first understand it you know and then work with yourself mm -hmm. and that's what i've been working on a lot like i don't i don't try to store things and push it under the rug Got it. Thank you. so i appreciate you i don't i don't do that anymore like if it's bothering me i just bring it to to um to to, to light mm -hmm. you know of course the people that i feel i can speak to about it or i just speak to myself about it because the only person i can really understand you is yourself we the most we yeah, of yeah. course, of yeah. course, you know, mm -hmm. but I just feel like at least it's getting it out. That's the main important thing, not keeping it in. And I don't, I don't do that anymore. Beautiful. Right? I think, I think, Thank I think you. when it comes to me, Shawnee, I just want to say, I appreciate you for the conversations we had in person when we first met mm -hmm. and also the Zoom series as well, because it was based on emotional intelligence. Right. And I think once I got the definition from you, from <laughs> your, your life lens, it, it showed me the importance of, of, of assessing myself yeah. and, and reevaluating who I really am. I think how I get through it, obviously I let it out. I, I share my emotions, but it's right now I'm at a journey of how I to, how I respond to certain things. Mm -hmm. So my choices is like where I'm at with it. Yeah. Like anything that, if something throw me off, I'm trying to see my growth on how I respond to it versus at that moment versus 20, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So where I'm at right now is just the power of my choice. Mm. So I just want to tell you thank you. Right. And and to go into what you said about we said it like you said that some people go to their graves with the knowingness that things happen and they don't address it, right? right. Does that bother you mm. that it's a work in like we're gonna die working on ourselves? Mm. What you told me you're gonna yeah. die working on ourselves, right? Does that bother you? Um I think it's disturbing when folks refuse to deal with it, feel, deal, and heal. Right. Right. Um, it's it's a choice. One of the things that is kind of like a spin-off to what we're talking about regarding trauma, and I just talked about it because I did the, the agency work, is that conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. Mm. Say that one more time for the camera. Conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. And I can't remember the, the person who coin that. It's not me, but I declare it and I share it because I deal in a lot of spaces where conflict is present. Right. Conflict starts when we the, the egg hits the sperm. Like it's auto, automatically like it's, it penetrates and then all this division and stuff. It's like friction, right. right? So that's part of life. Like when we walk, when we stand on this earth, there's a pushing down through gravity. Yep. So everything around us is like the you know the binary mm -hmm. in the, the computer world, like mm -hmm. X's and O's or not X's and O's, the I forget, zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. I'm not the tech person, mm -hmm. but everything is about that push-pull. Mm -hmm. um, and when we resist it, we're resisting the natural order of life, you mm -hmm. know, the cycle, death and birth, and like it's constant. And so for me, I don't get upset about it, but I'm saddened when folks refuse to do their work because mm -hmm. it's an option to do it. Like, right. you know, and then we have so many access points to doing healing work. 
And you know, you can go on the internet, you can Google, even though like the doctors that I know is like, please folks, stop diagnosing yourself. Like, please, like right. come to someone and get the support that yeah. you need. But I'm like, everything is available to us at our fingertips. With some people, people don't have as much access, but we do have people around us and opportunities and pathways to heal. Right. And then we don't always choose it. And it's sad, but I also know that people don't always choose it because they've been conditioned to think that this is normal. Right, right, so right. I don't judge it. I don't. That it's not normal? Or, oh, okay, no, they're conditioned to think that pain, being a constant pain, I think black people too. Like, yeah, well, I mean, look what has people. happened to us. And it's like, you know, I'm beating you. I'm treating you like an animal. Like back in our times of enslavement, then we were set free with no support. Right, right? right. And it's like, go out there and succeed. And then they changed the game and right. made it even harder. So people, you can begin to believe that life is just a series of difficult events and you're just gonna to be tortured until you die. Like you can really think That's that. Um, or you can believe that the things that we experience in the forms of conflict are here to teach us about who we are in a, on a deeper level and that we can navigate that stuff if we use the tools that are around us to do it. And our biggest tools mm. are each other. I already know you had a question. Well, I was even gonna tap into to my questions as of yet, I wanted to piggyback on what you said as mm -hmm. far as um, asking Shawnee about, uh, I feel like the work. I think you were asking about the work mm -hmm. and you were just talking about like this, somebody, they said to you, you, ha you speak it, but you don't feel it, mm -hmm. you know? How difficult was it to get past the surface? Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And um, how important is it for people to really like pour into themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, I think we're all born here to do a particular thing or a set of things. And if we don't do the work to get to that point, then we don't live our life's vocation. And vocation is not the right word, but our life's calling, our life's um, destiny. Yeah, right. And so part of my destiny is to do work with community. So if I refuse to feel, once again, feel, heal, and feel, deal, and heal, yeah then I'm not going to be able to fully do the work with integrity. Right, right. So, and I was doing well without going there fully. Like people were coming to me, they were having breakthroughs, but I'm like, once I got clear that I was not fully diving in for myself right. and not giving myself access to full healing and understanding and understanding, mm -hmm. the floodgates open for opportunities for other people to see me as a model of that mm -hmm. and to step in and do it themselves. And it relieved me from unnecessary pain while doing the work because I had released extra baggage I was carrying that I didn't even know I was doing. Right. You've seen the progress that you were um, developing. Mm -hmm. You've seen the impact that right. you were producing to the people and I can only imagine how it made you feel. Yeah. Oh my God. Miraculous, uh, magical, blessed, yeah. like all kinds of things. And I truly believe like we're magnets for where we are. And so what made my work hard was I wasn't doing the necessary work for myself. And so I would invite people in and they would come for the work, but it would be hard right. to get past certain points because I wasn't doing my own work right. fully. So once I started to do the work, I attracted people who were willing to go deep and wide and hard for themselves. And that 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 was a major breakthrough that I didn't even know I needed. Value is value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, value. Nah, listen, you know you, you know you my yin and my yang. <laughs> you know, I said this three times today because it's like we, we kind of cut each other off, but it was even cut each other off. Right. right. We like, finish each other's sentences. It's, it's a serious. You know, it's my brother. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like value is value. And as you pour into yourself, that's when those other valuable people is going to enter yes. your life. Yep. So yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's like it's like leading yourself so you can lead others. Like mm -hmm. I tell Brian all the time, 
if I don't individually train and discipline and do my self-care and my work for myself, sure. how am I going to be able to help him or help the yes. platform or help anybody around me? Mm -hmm. So that, that porn into yourself is so vital, right? But I, I want to go back to what you were saying about black people. Well, what I said about black people, right, where more so when it comes to pain, yeah. we're so numb. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at in, indigenous times and times of enslavement. You know, you look at times where a lot of our elders and our ancestors weren't able to, you know, express themselves, right? Um, and also, we go through a time now where a lot of black people are just depressed. Right. I got two questions, but I'm going to just start you off with this. Okay. Do you think we overly diagnose the word depression? Mm, yes, I do. Thank you for that, because I don't. that doesn't come up a lot. I think we call a lot of things depression, and some of it is um, our trauma response. Some of it is the internalized racial oppression, like we feel so downtrodden and, and beat down by the experiences of being black and brown in this, in this country, in our communities, that we don't show up in our full vibrance and essence, and it can look like depression, but it's really like a depletion of essence and power, feeling right, disempowered. Right, right, right. And you know, that can borderline or take you into a depressive mode, but not everything is depression, no. Um, but experiences of trauma can lead to depression, can lead to anxiety and different types of mood disorders, but it doesn't always happen with people. Right, right. You know, addiction, you know, just different things can happen with folks. So yeah, we do overly diagnose, especially when we see certain behaviors in people. We're like, oh, that person's depressed. And it may not be the case. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like, me and Brian, we talk about this all the time. We just overuse certain terms yeah. as as a, as a people. And we just, because that's how we are. We're overpassionate mm -hmm. as people, as black people, right? And it's a lot of myths behind it, right? I, I want to ask you, when it comes to ancestral work and just people or things that come before us, um, sometimes memory could be the medicine, right? Yeah. Describe a time where you feel like your past helped you. In, in the healing situation? Oh, that's a great question. Let me sit with this a little bit. My past was actually a conduit for my healing. Yes. So, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think about who I was as a kid, mm. like very steeped in nature. I love to be outside. I love running barefoot. Um, I was also very empathic, but I didn't have that language as a kid. So dreaming, seeing things beyond like the physical space, loved my imagination and would write and kind of go away from the space. And I realized as I became an adult and was engaged in my healing process, that, that those gifts were the conduit for my healing. My imagination, how I write, you know, I'm an artist, um, I act, I sing, I compose. Like, my imagination takes me far and wide, and it's my saving grace. If it wasn't for my artistry when I was growing up, I think I might not be here sitting with y'all. Mm. That it would, whether I was performing on stages, dancing, singing, acting, emoting, pretending, going into other faraway places, like literally playing dolls when I was a kid and just acting out shit that had happened to me, like being the angry mother mm. or, you know, the child that's playing like yeah, they're, teacher, yeah. you know, have the superpowers of the cape that my adult life, I wouldn't be able to have the muscle to imagine myself healed, to see myself beyond this moment in time. Like I have visions for my future, even now as a 53 year old, like see myself with property, see myself standing and speaking to an audience of 10,000 people mm, and right. talking about mm. healing in front of them. So I'm like, my imagination- She was in front of Congress too. <laughs> Congress. She was in the, front of Congress. Um, spoke at the uh, March on Washington. Yeah, it. I mean, my imagination didn't have me there. Like I didn't see those things, but I saw myself with vast numbers of people and then manifested that in real time and space. So my past 
And that little girl who was able to do that lives in me and allows me to do that as an adult so that I can heal and transform. When I do guided meditation, I'm sitting before my altar and I'm imagining myself moving past a moment of feeling really tense and anxious. I see her and then I become her. Mm -hmm. So it's an amazing thing, like how my past has informed my present and will definitely create my future. No, I, gotta, I salute you. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. salute you because I got to give you your flowers. Mm -hmm. That's powerful work. Like this, just seeing what I can see, you know, whether it's social media or whether it's um, Wake Up Everybody, mm -hmm. one of your platforms, yes. saying, like, just seeing your progress in the work that you do is, is, is definitely um, inspiring. Mm, thank you. you know, absolutely. Thank and you. just to go back to what my brother said to you as far as um, life could be very um, push and pull. Mm -hmm. You know, it could take so much things. Well, like, for, for, for what you said, as far as life could take so much things away from you, but like my brother said, people could overly diagnose depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, do you feel like when things happen, when 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 um when withdrawals are made out of people's banks of life, you know, excessive withdrawals are made out of people's banks of life, and they feel um tired and and um defeated. Do you feel like it's more important to just focus on the positive things? You know, or just to still embrace the the negative situation. Yeah, it's mm. a combo for me. One of the things that we do in this society is we move too quickly through like experiences. It's like everything is instant. And I'm like, for some, for us, I think we need to stick and stay with what actually happened and process the emotions and be able to tease out what the real emotions are. Learn which, about it. Yeah, yeah. yes. Learn One of the emotions it. we use, overuse is anger. You talk about diagnosis of depression, too ridiculousness. Angry, yeah. angry, angry, angry. And I had to learn for myself, it's like sometimes I'm saying I'm angry and I'm disappointed. Sometimes I'm saying I'm angry and I'm I'm, I'm really scared. So would you say awareness is the, the biggest key? Yeah, definitely. Like we talked in the last session about social, I mean, emotional, emotional intelligence. There are a plethora of emotions to pick from. And mm -hmm. we have like a bag of six and we always go to them. So limited. <laughs> angry, sad, sad. Glad, no, not even glad. Angry, <laughs> sad, happy, and, um... I, I can't think of the other ones now. But, but the basic ones. Yeah. Very small bunch that don't serve us well right. i'm a nuanced human being i'm right. complex so to give me six emotions to work with just does not work at all and some things just have like gradations they're not just absolutes yeah. and growing up in a household where there was a lot of fighting and you know mental health issues and substance abuse issues I would always go to the anger, anger, anger. But I was like, I was scared shitless a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But if I would have said that to my family, then they would have come for me because everybody was like jockeying for power and position and trying to just survive and thrive. And not even thrive, just survive. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to operate from a rageful place. But it was really like fear and deep sadness that my family was so dysfunctional. You know, so I think we absolutely need to look at what we truly feel before we rush to being optimistic. It's like, I'm freaking sad now. Right, right. I'm scared. And it's doing this to my body. And the reason why I'm scared is because I don't know. I, I feel like this person is going to leave me. Maybe it's your intimate partner, partner or mm -hmm. they're going to fire me on my job. I won't have enough money to feed myself. Naming it and claiming it before you just go to, well, you know what? It's all going to work out in the end. I'm like, fuck that. Like, no, yeah. I don't know gonna work out in the end in yeah, this moment right. so being able to give myself the grace to be able to be in those emotions is a gift right right yeah, and I, I applaud you so so much so so much Johnny, because 
that work that you continuously do for yourself gives me the motivation to do what I need to do, mm. to discipline myself to do what I need to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to tell you I appreciate you, right? Mm. I wanna I wanna go into um <clears throat> I wanna go into back to depression, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at just people, a lot of people that's depressed or overly diagnosed it, whatever it is, you know, a lot of people that's in that mind state just don't have control. You know what I'm saying? So for someone that you love or somebody that you really got a connection with, how could you help them actually, how could you support someone through their healing process? Mm, okay. First of all, being compassionate. Right. Because one of the things that I would do, especially with family because of the attachment and I couldn't be as... Um, objective mm -hmm. is like trying to rush them through like i just like you just contradicting said. myself um you know about like the time it takes for people but i would have more openness to being patient with those who i was not related to more so than my family and yeah and so being compassionate being a listening ear without trying to come up with solutions all the time like if they ask you can you help me get to a solution then okay but if they just like want to vent and you're like well you can do this and you can do that it can just derail their process right. and have them going in the direction of what your desire is and not necessarily doing what works for them right. um being a source of um not power mm, or empowerment not power because i don't want you to lean into me and be looking for me to be your power right. but empowerment means that you know i can affirm you I can um, accept you where you are. Like, even if you're in a deep depression, it's like, okay, this is where they are right now. My prayer is that they not stay here, mm -hmm. but at least I can hold space while you're here and let you know that I still love you, despite the, the situation that you're going through. Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think of other things, like a lay person. I was going to say, too, like, one way that people, that you can help somebody in the healing process is cultivating positive friendships. I feel like, you know, you are a product of the environment, yeah. but when you have like-minded people around you that's that has a vision or goal or that's always working on themselves, you yeah, become yeah. that person. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And um, sometimes, and I was saying this about the magnet that I was when I was a healer who wasn't truly dealing with my stuff, right. that when you're in a dark place, you, you attract people who are in a dark place. Yes. You know, it's... Like like Y'all talk about steel sharp and steel, but like the energy, that low vibration can actually be a magnetic force that invites other people to like come in and mm. take you lower right, so yeah mm. you know and i don't think it's intentional like it's an unconscious thing right um and i've gone through phases like that in my life where i attracted people who were just as um low or angry or rageful as right, i right. was and i'm like this ain't helping nobody right, right. but i couldn't see it clearly when i was in it right, yeah. so you know just being mindful of that maybe you need to seek others outside of your realm right. of influence and network yeah, yeah. Just a, you know to do it absolutely absolutely it can be tough you know but just to interject really quick definitely want to say that i can relate to what you were saying as far as if somebody is asking you to for solutions or not then yeah you by all means provide the solution right. but if not just be the listener in i can relate because it's like not even my own development of who i've become the who, of who I will come to be as far as just listening. Like, beloved was just telling me the other day, like, it's tough listening to one of her, like, talking to one of her friends only because there's a lot of problems and she is stuck in the middle of, should I just listen or should I find some solutions? Right. And beloved, she's the type of person, like, she'll tell you things just straight up. Mm -hmm. She's very blunt, That's how I am you know? Mm -hmm. And not, it may not necessarily be a solution, but it's just she telling you the hard facts. Yeah. You know? And, that's that's what I wanted to tell you. Just that I, I can relate, you know. 
But as far as what I want to ask you, mm -hmm. the confidence now, because like depression and anger is, is, is a, a widely thing. A lot of people will go through that. But as far as confidence, like name a time where you wanted to like freely express yourself, you felt unsafe to. Mm -hmm. Did you were you able to encourage yourself to speak or did you refrain from sharing? Oh gosh. I've always been a sharer. So mm -hmm. since I was little, even when it came with major consequences, like growing up in a house when I was much younger, I was the youngest in the household with my grandparents home. Mm -hmm. My mother, she had me when she was very young, she was fifteen, so my grandparents raised me and then mm -hmm. she left the house and left me there. So I was the youngest but operated like the oldest. Mm -hmm. so, so my energy, you, off, yeah. you stepped into your shoes a little quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, old soul from when I was little and smart. And well, and not saying that to brag, but like the world related to me as a smart kid, mm -hmm. you know, and I would be in academically excelling and stuff like that, but that's not enough. You could be smart as hell and have no common sense, no emotional intelligence, no spiritual intelligence. So being smart is not enough. But at that time I was smart and also spiritually gifted, but didn't know what that was. Right, right. You know, so I'm speaking in the household and getting backlash. Like sometimes literally being physically attacked for the things that I would say to those in the household from adults to the young people that were a little older than me because my uncles and aunts were like two and four and 10 years older than me. Right. They weren't like my siblings. But you know, so I've been in a space where it's just like, yo, if you say this, it's gonna come with some backlash. Right, right. Literally might get punched in the face for saying right, right, this. Right. And I would be compelled to do it most of the time. But in that household, I started to squelch my voice. Yeah. I wanna I wanna expand on that about, you know, the space of well the space of like being a shoulder mm -hmm. and having a perspective. Cause sometimes when people have perspective and like you said, with beloved or just anybody, they can have a view or a lens on it. And once they give it, it can become worse yeah, sure. than, what already, than what already was. Mm -hmm. But being a shoulder is so important too. Like how do, how, how do you continue to, to, to have that listening ear for people? Yeah, I, I use my spiritual gift of discernment, mm -hmm. right? And then I also use my voice. I'm like, Brian, Japan, is it okay for me to share right. my thoughts about this? I and see, if you oh, say I no, see. you say no. Right. You know, right. asking permission. We don't give, con we don't allow folks to give consent. We just, well, I've done that. Where I'm just barreling in, they on the phone talking to me, and I'm like, this is what I would do, and this is what I suggest, and they're like, hold up, like I didn't even want that. Yeah, but sometimes too, the hard facts is is important because you know why? Though, like Indeed. you you receive it like at that time, you be like, no. That was harsh, Brian, but mm -hmm. three years later, I felt that. Yeah, I needed yeah. It. right, right. And that's the thing, too, being patient enough to say that in this moment, what I shared with them may sound like it might come through. It might not be able to penetrate the filter that they're operating from or listening from. But I've literally had people come back five years later and say, oh, my God, now I understand what you were saying. Right. <laughs> or in the time I was like, would you just wake up? Right, right. And it's hard to wait five years for somebody to get something and stay quiet and just be patient and accept that that's where they are. Right. And I may, there are times where, I, and I'm not dead yet, so maybe they'll come. But there's been 10, 20 years and a person has not come back, like accepting it. Like, Yo, you gave the message and they ain't open. But right. at least you did your part and that's that. Yeah, that's but yeah, the consent piece is super important though. Like, you know, just imparting, dropping knowledge and stuff, even though you think it's the right thing and it may be the right thing. But if the person is not open, leave it. Right, right. Incredible response. Yeah. I just wanted to, definitely wanted to highlight that. Mm -hmm. Incredible response. But as far as an individual that lacks you know, the discernment. 
Mm-hmm. You know, or oh, that's the, great. the autonomy. Mm-hmm. You know, to to um be outspoken and and share certain things to their peers. How can you help them understand, or how can you you you? What is an encouraging way for for individual part of the still shop and still community, or however you listen to the show? <laughs> You know, um, what is the way do you think that that individual could step into their shoes a little more? Mm. Oh my mm. gosh, this is a good question. Come here, girl. <laughs> you know I got you. <laughs> um, I have to go here because I do a lot of anti-racist work. And we live in a society um, where the structures are that the mind is the most important thing. We've um, been taught that, you know, either or thinking that you... If you don't believe this or that, then you don't count. And we live in a cancel culture. So I'm just like, if we recognize that in the circle of our networks or in the circle of life, that everybody has to play their position. And part of the playing of the position is those who will not ever do anything to change or do any of their work. Or part of the circle is that I'm scared to speak up. Like there's lessons to learn about being with someone who doesn't have um, full self-expression, just, just like there's lessons to learn about somebody like myself or y'all who has full self-expression. Like we mm. all want the continuum and the gradation of life have mm. value. And um, even though it was hard for me to take in, growing up in a family where there were substance abuses and stuff, them being the way that they were made me what I am. Right. And so even though at times I'm like, yo, I can't take, why don't you speak up? Why don't you do the work? Like I really go there sometimes. Right. I don't necessarily say it, but I feel that I have to be reminded that y'all steel sharp and steel and some of the steel is rusty and mm-hmm. jacked up, mm-hmm. but there's something to be learned. I'm going to grow from all of it and all being around all kinds of people. It's collective yeah. growth. It's yeah. collective growth. This, yeah. The lesson out of it really and truly before I give the floor to my big brother is to to not avoid it, mm-hmm. you know, and to accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's something to be learned. Yeah, it's something to be from learned. all of it. I and think, it, yeah, it's like, like you said, like the that's what I'm saying where I'm at with it about choices, about how you respond to certain things. Because you could get in that in that mental in that notion of like, you know, wake up, like you yeah, know, right, right. But sometimes some people are not where you at, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like we are learning the lesson to deal with them. And it's about just pocketing that and, and proceeding and moving forward. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't even know how to do that. But before we even get continue, right? Uh-huh. It's about that time. Listen, it's about that time. Johnny, you could have been anywhere else. Mm. Highly appreciate you for Thank making you. it. Thank you. I get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. I'm taking this on my trip. I have a trip coming up. So I'm going to wear this and wear it with pride. You're going international. But listen, international. Internet. Look, we are gonna go into. I think it's. Um, we are gonna go into another question, right? Okay. I wanna. I wanna ask. You know, because you wear a lot of hats. You're mm-hmm. a healer. You're a CEO. You're an author. You're a, um. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. You're an advocate for Black progress. Mm-hmm. How you balance all that? That's a good question. Um, just for the audience. Um, there are days when I do it well. Right. Right. And there are days when I, when multiple days, sometimes it's weeks and I flop, I'm flopping, I'm flopping. I'm just like going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. But then because of how I'm wired, my body starts to communicate and I listen. Um, I'll get aches and pains in my back. Um, my hip will start hurting. And I'm like, oh, you're 53. It's like, no, your body's trying to communicate to you that you're doing too much. Right. And because I'm you know, and connected with the ancestors, they give me indicators. So many songs, right, oh my right. God. So many songs. I'll be tripping and falling. I'm like, why do I keep tripping? <laughs> right, right. Shit. Like, they definitely, they're like, we're going to keep trying to 
that you need to slow down. And that's why, and that's why you told me, like when I first met you, just sometimes you gotta just breathe. Mm -hmm. The power of breathing, we don't realize it because we do it as we live. Right, automatically. Pause and take a breather. It helps so much to just slow it down. Right. Mm. So thank you for always telling yeah. me that. Yes, indeed. And um, in the, one of those seasons where there's a lot going on, right. you know, and my body just starts to um, demonstrate that it's time for me to be easy, to sleep, to eat better. Right. You know, sometimes I'm eating on the go. Right. Um, yeah, because my body starts to get toxified when I'm eating like dairy stuff, um, sugar is right. my addiction. Yeah. You know, I, I immediately get the response um, and then it's like, okay, you got to recalibrate. So getting massages, doing breathwork, meditation, mm. um, talking to people like y'all. Absolutely. Um, laughter. Oh my God, I love that. Yo. And I love dark humor too. So I just be cracking up over the craziest <laughs> stuff. Nah. But it, it's such a relief. It, 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 yeah. it could get real deep. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works deep. for you works you know? for you. Yeah. Right. 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 So I do the stuff like, and I'm also very kinesthetic. So movement. Sweating, yeah, like movement. heat in my body and sweating helps me to release toxins oh, oh, oh. and be able to recalibrate and um, energize myself to go another day or mm -hmm. weeks or whatever. So that's important. So I work out like three to four times a week. I love it. Like that's... going hard, like doing HIIT and mm -hmm. weight training and stuff like that. Plus, you know, I'm aging, so I have to make sure I take care of my body. Exactly. I, I, I love the fact that you highlighted um, the, the way you build your momentum because energy is definitely... Um, a f movement is definitely a... a, 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 a how can I say it? An uh, enhancer, mm -hmm. you know, for energy. Yes. Right. It's an mm -hmm. absolute enhancer for energy. So mm -hmm. I love the fact that you highlighted that. And mm -hmm. I also love the fact that you keep in mind your, 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 your age, you know, the fact that you got to look good because you yeah. know you look good. They <laughs> you look good. You know? But I'll take it. Let's, let's jump right into the Still Sharp and Still Love. Okay. Let's talk about it. So Still Sharp and Still, we got a game. It's called Let's Rap. We right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So you got really five quick. words. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, Shawnee, I would love for you to, you know, let the community, let the community know. know what the words are. They beat us, they beat us, y'all. Nah, it's fine, because we got this. I bet. So, we got five words for the community, obviously. You're going to um, play a beat, Still Sharp and Still, Season 4, let's rap, let's get right into it. Shawnee, let, let, let them know what the words are. Okay, so I have process, uh -huh. I have present, right. I have heal, I have path, and I have love. Try your best, girl. Let the, let the beat drop. You can do sparkling work. Okay. <laughs> let the let the let the beat drop. So my anniversary has come for me to heal and be present to the one and only job. Allah, God, Goddess, because I am the prince and princess, all of the feminine, the masculine, and everything I need to heal. Feel to deal to love because I'm on a pathway to rise above. Oh. All of it, all of it, I say, is a process for me every day. And I invite you in so that we can do this work because we are here to. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. We heal it. Like, you know what? That was the best one, but Shawnee. <laughs> you just came out of nowhere. I didn't know you. That was energy. I was. I was. She so... got them toxins out early this week. Oh my god! <laughs> nah, that. I'm like, was... did I get them all? You got them all. Okay, that was deep. Listen, was deep. We, before we close it up, right? Right. We're gonna definitely. I got some. Got some questions about you know 
everything with the mm -hmm. spaces and stuff, right? But tell the community right. what you got going on. Right. You show up every day, right? <laughs> you show up every day, but that's hard to do, right? Yeah, it is. It so is. like, tell, tell the community about um, Wake Up and oh, yeah. 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 You know, seven in the morning, you gonna get that text. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so let me know what you got going on. All right, so, oh my God, community. where do I begin? So I have a company, Spirit of a Woman. The acronym is so, like I said, shared earlier, sowing seeds into the lives of folks who are open and amenable to being fertilized for their growth and healing and transformation on all levels. I have the Wake Up Everybody community, which was started at the top of COVID, March 2020. Spirit downloaded that I needed to provide a virtual space since everybody was on lockdown right. for folks to gather and process because we were all traumatized by the global pandemic. And so now we are up to, I think we did session 528 or something. Um, yeah, and I was told that I only had to do it for 30 days, but Spirit knows how to work with me. It right. tricked me into doing it for 30, which turned into 60, which turned into 90. And then, like I said the other day, 500 some odd sessions and episodes, and we're about to have our second anniversary of Wake Up Everybody, and our acronym is WOO. So Whoa. WOO Child, WOO Tribe, WOO WOO. Like, Woo. yes, WOO Nation. Y'all know so, the yeah. youth. Y'all know about that word. So W U E, though. <laughs> yes, right. Not the WOO that you're thinking about, yeah, but not... the W U E, the Wake Up Everybody. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. People were like, oh, she down with that? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Wake Up Everybody is one of the offerings. I have a program for women, adult women called Be the Tree Rights of Passage Collective, right. and it takes women through a four-month process where they will engage in mind-body-spirit transformation and access their power so they can live their purpose in real time and space with intention and integrity. So I love that. We just started our new cycle on the at the end of February, right. and it ends in June. So check that out. Um, look for me on IG, Instagram, so we'll at right Shawnee the Healer. One more time. At Shawnee the Healer. And Facebook too. Yes, Facebook very much. I'm like learning IG, but Facebook is my, is my sweet spot. So that's Shawnee Benton Gibson on Facebook, so you can look for me there. And my website is Spirit, look up Spirit of a Woman, Leadership Development Institute. If you Google, it will come up. Shawnee will come up with a lot of hits. And I'll say this last piece. I'm a reproductive activist and advocate. My daughter passed away in 2019 due to a birth-related pulmonary embolism, but I was already in reproductive justice work for years. And we have an, uh, a documentary called Aftershock, and it was picked up by Disney um, Onyx and Hulu, so you'll be seeing it this year on those platforms. And looking forward to being with all of you and growing with all of Black you. Black victory. Yes. Black victory. Indeed. That's Absolutely. what that is. Indeed. I want, I, go ahead, Brian. Now, go ahead. Before I pass the floor, back to my big brother. Before we wrap it up, you know, uh, I just wanted to ask you, well, applaud all of the work that you are doing. Because she's holding your flowers. She's whole. Yeah, she's. Thank yeah. You. you know, so I definitely got to give you your flowers, Queen. Um, but I, I just wanted to ask you before, I just wanted to pick your brain on this last, last question that I have. Um, I remember you were saying, sometimes people just want to vent, mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't just want, they don't want to hear the solutions. But when you're in an emotional, um, damaging um, situation, mm -hmm. is it important to focus on solutions? Um, I think so. Um, I wanted to say this earlier, and I might have said it in the last um, meet, uh, gathering that we had at the podcast, that there are different types of trauma. There's three types that I share that. Right. Chronic. Yeah. Chron Look at you. Chronic, he got Chronic acute, yeah. and complex. See, I yeah. think trauma yeah. is trauma. But yeah. it's actually, no, there's types, definitely. Yeah. And then there's PTSD. And then I don't know if y'all know Joy um, DeGruy, but she talks about post-traumatic slavery um, disorder or syndrome that black PTSD. folks experience. Right. experience. So, um, I think that we I, we would benefit from being optimistic as a people 
that we can have hope to come out of what we've experienced. And if we weren't resilient as fuck, you and I, we wouldn't all be sitting here. Right, you right, know, so right. your people overcame some stuff. Like people survived because if they didn't, we wouldn't be here, right? right? right. So I look forward to um, just keeping that hope energized and activated so that we can keep doing the work and use your tools. And remember I said earlier, our tools are each other, right. but healthy versions of ourselves, right, not the right. low vibrational, egoic, and trauma oriented versions of ourselves. So Get I encourage everybody to tap into that. Get resourceful people. Get yes. resourceful. They're all around. If you yeah. don't have ex equipment to exercise, you can just Use your body weight. Just right. you know, lift yourself right. up. Just don't push Run around the block. Right. You know, yeah. Get that sweat out. Yes. Right. Toxins. Right. Yep. And YouTube has plenty of exercises. I did one today. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I want. I want to. I want to wrap up with this question. Um, just in terms of like the healing um conversation we was having. How do you make peace with someone or something that that for a person or something that you can't forget? Mm. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Saying we can't forgive is actually not true. We choose not to forgive. Right. But something can be so traumatic that you don't want to engage the person anymore. Right. But you do have to do work so that, that the trauma of it and the, the pain of it is not living in your body. Mm. Like I know for myself, when I hold on to unforgiveness, my stomach, that's where I hold most of my stuff. Some people, it's their heart. Some people, it's their head, like have chronic headaches. With women, you know, we end up with fibroids or periods that are like painful really and bleeding like y'all have women in your lives powerful women yeah. if you talk to them they probably already have talked to you about right, it right, right. that these things happen with us and we get really sick and experience disease so forgiveness this is cliche but it's so true is for you the other person yeah you can be like oh i forgive you but if you don't do that for yourself like really let it go it'll just build up in your body and it'll end up making you really what really we just talking about the lrg baby yeah. let it go yeah still it's hard it can be still. hard though because some people have done some ill shit to me and yeah. i'm like ah. i can't fuck with that right person. right like, but i still like yo hurt people hurt people they were sick and so that happened i have to let it go because it's Toxifying my space, right. and they doing what they want to do, and I'm over here going crazy. Right. So yeah, definitely. Let's, let's let's end it on this. Let's end it on this. You spoke about superpowers. All mm -hmm. three of us got different superpowers, mm -hmm. right? My lens, your perspective, the way you view things—it's all different, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, when you was young, you had those God gifts that you mm -hmm. wasn't able to like really like really like bring to light, but mm -hmm. you knew it was there, but you just didn't know how to pinpoint yeah. it. How? Like, if you was able to talk to your 18-year-old self right. or if you was able to talk to your younger self, how would you express the importance of discovering that superpower? Oh, my God. I would tell her, keep using her words because her words are the conduit for everything. I would tell her, be that but anyway, um, but once again, everything has led to me being here, so maybe I shouldn't tell her that. Right, 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 um, right. I would tell her to, oh my God, love your body. Your body is powerful. Right. Love your body, because I had all these hangups about what I looked like, and who, I had no idea who I was, I, like physically who I was. Mm -hmm. I was looking through a filter of ugly, horrible person, mm -hmm. damaged goods, and that's not true. Absolutely not. Um, and because you operate like that, you're gonna end up in a relate in relationships with people who are toxic for you because you believe that toxic shit about yourself. And what's the last thing? Have fun. You're too fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shorty is crazy. I love her. I love her. <laughs>
Listen, one more time before we get out of here. Tell, tell the Steel Shop and Steel community where to find you at. You got a lot of things going for 2022 right, right, in right. eternal space. Yes. What we doing it for? We doing it for legacy, yes. right? right? So tell them what we got, what you got going on now. All right. So once again, look out for the documentary. Find me on IG and just support me there because I want to make sure as many people see and hear these messages are as possible. And I'm um, trying to think where else, where else. Google me, baby, as they say. Google me, baby. <laughs> Google me, baby. <laughs> And you'll find me. Y'all drop my contact information. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Google Shawnee, <laughs> season four. We love the community. Still show up still. Y'all yeah, yeah. did, baby. Yeah.